Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. The Retirement Made Easy podcast is a weekly podcast, so every week we launch a new episode where we talk about different questions that listeners might have and different topics that are applicable to not only your retirement, but maybe your neighbors and your brother, your sister, your coworkers, and whomever. So we're not just going to talk about Social Security. We're not just going to talk about maybe pension planning or Medicare. We're going to talk about everything. We don't sugarcoat anything on this podcast, and we sure as heck don't use financial jargons and terminology that basic folks would not understand. I want to make sure people can understand and master the fundamentals of sound retirement planning. That's kind of my goal. Once you have the basics, the the fundamentals down pat, that's 90% of it right there. So if you're one of those people that has questions about retirement that's maybe on the top of your mind, go to our website, which is retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. That's retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. At the bottom of the homepage, you can submit your question. It'll say, ask Greg a question. And we can either cover that over the phone, over a phone call, or we can, with your permission, use it on an episode of this podcast, and we'll talk about it for other people. And so they can benefit from the material that we cover. While you're on our website, you can listen to previous episodes, and you can also check out our free resources, which I encourage you to do. You can download our 2020 tax planning guide. We will soon launch our 2021 tax planning guide, as well as our retirement secret sauce, which is our best download on the website. You'll definitely want to check that out. So if you haven't already, go to our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. So a fellow listener named Cindy went to the website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com, another plug there, and she submitted her question wanting me to discuss long-term care insurance, my thoughts on it, does everybody need it? And she kind of described herself and if she would be a good fit for it. And I'm going to give Cindy a call. We haven't yet connected, but I was just going to share my thoughts on today's podcast of explaining long-term care insurance, who needs it, where it's applicable, how it works as a basic idea. And my goal here is to give you a better idea and understanding of how long-term care insurance works, where it's applicable, who might need it, what are the statistics supporting the idea of long-term care insurance, who's using it, that kind of stuff. And then you can kind of start to determine whether it's going to be a good fit for you either now or in your future, depending on your personal situation. For many people, it's a great idea. For others, not so much. And quite frankly, there's other people that they won't be able to pass the physical that's required or the health exam that's required to get long-term care insurance. And you might have heard the term uninsurable. There are some long-term care insurance carriers that will not insure certain people depending on their health background. So I wanted to first start off by talking about, in general, the two types of long-term care policies that are available. So the first type 
of long-term care insurance that is available for purchase, and you have to qualify and go through the medical exam to, to be underwritten, right, by the insurance carrier. It's very similar to life insurance. They have to approve you for coverage before you can get the policy. But traditional long-term care is essentially you are paying a premium. Most people pay a monthly or annual premium over the years, and they pay and they pay and they pay. And then once they need care, maybe 10 or 20 years in the future, then they get to stop paying their monthly or annual premium, and they start receiving the benefits from this policy. The thing that people don't like about traditional long-term care, this type of policy, is what if they never use the care? They have paid in this annual or monthly premium for all these years, and if they didn't end up needing the care, there's no residual value. There's no cash value to the policy. It's kind of like homeowner's insurance. You pay in to homeowner's insurance for all this time, and if your house never burns down, well, you were protected, but you never got the benefit of the policy, right? Of the premiums that you paid in. So a lot of people don't like the idea of traditional long-term care because if you don't end up using the care, there's nothing there. Those premium dollars paid for the chance that you would need the care, but it turns out you didn't. So let's assume that someone at age 60, let's put a make this a real-life example. Let's say somebody that's 60 buys a policy, a traditional long-term care policy, and it costs them $3,000 a year, and they pay in for the next 20 years. So if we take 20 times $3,000 per year, this person would pay in $60,000 of total premiums into this policy. And if they pass away of natural causes without ever needing the care, well, that $60,000 of premiums stays with the insurance company, and the policy is kind of null and void at that point because they never use the care. Now, with this type of traditional long-term care, with a lot of couples, they can qualify for a discount. So meaning you could get a discount of, let's say, 15 or 20% off because both spouses get or purchase a policy through the same carrier. So that's a benefit right there. And many people still purchase this type of traditional long-term care because the premium is more reasonable. In 2018, AARP came out with a survey that said the average long-term care premium was $2,700 a year. And with the way long-term care insurance goes, or I guess has transpired over the years with so many people using the care, a lot of these carriers have been increasing their premiums over time. So that's one risk of traditional long-term care is that the carrier, the insurance carrier, does have the ability to increase your premiums in the future. Just like your auto insurance company, my auto insurance company, they seem to increase my premium almost every year. Now it's minimal, but it adds up over time for sure. And another thing with these traditional long-term care policies, there's not a ton of insurance companies that are in this space. 
I mean, I could probably list on two hands the amount of companies that are out there that offer traditional long-term care, whereas years ago, let's say 20 years ago, there were at least double the number of companies that offered traditional long-term care policies. It is a lot of risk to the insurance company, and a lot of insurance companies have chosen, made the decision to kind of get out of that space and stop offering long-term care insurance policies. And I wanted to kind of expand on our hypothetical policy. Let's say somebody was 60, they bought this policy, this traditional long-term care policy, and the annual premium was $3,000 per year. And let's say down the road, they continue to pay in their premiums, $3,000 every year. They did their part. And then all of a sudden, their health kind of started to go downhill and they started to need care. And so they put a claim on their policy. And I'm just going to use a average long-term care policy. Typically, an average policy will pay about $5,000 benefit per month. So in other words, the benefits that pay out per month are tax-free, and they kind of help pay for your care, be it nursing care at home, or maybe it's assisted living care in a long-term care community. And typically, the policy will say something in regards to the six activities of daily living, meaning the requirements to start receiving benefits, your benefits out of the long-term care policy, means that you cannot perform two of the six activities of daily living. And what are those activities of daily living? Well, they are bathing, dressing, eating, transferring, toileting, or continence. So I will use my grandfather, my late grandfather, as an example. He had Parkinson's disease. So dressing with Parkinson's disease, he was not able to button his shirts. So obviously dressing is out of the picture. And then his balance wasn't the best due to his Parkinson's disease. So transferring was out of the question as well. He he had difficulty with his balance and needed some assistance. So right there, he would qualify to start receiving benefits out of a policy like this and he would get $5,000 per month in our hypothetical policy. And the benefit of this policy is the $5,000 that it paid every month was tax-free to him. Now, one thing to consider is that most policies will pay for a certain amount of time. So they will pay for three years or five years or seven years. In my experience, most people have policies that pay between three and five years. The longer you want your policy to pay, so let's say you picked a seven-year the benefits to pay out for seven years, well, that's going to increase what your monthly premium or your annual premium would be, meaning your policy would be more expensive. Now, there's one big mistake that I see a lot of people make when they're purchasing these policies. So we'll just look at my grandmother. She's in memory care right now. She's 89. Her care is around $8,000 per month. So if she was purchasing years back, let's say she purchased a long-term care policy, you wouldn't want to buy a long-term care policy that paid a benefit of $8,000 per month because remember, she's still going to have a pension. She's still going to have her social security. She's still going to have her investment income. So why pay for a policy that's going to pay for everything Because your social security is not going to stop. The pension's not going to stop, even though you're in memory care like she is. So you only want to insure up to a certain point. 
And so I use the ballpark of $5,000 a month. And that would really make sense for her because if her care costs $8,000 a month, her benefit from the long-term care insurance is $5,000 a month. Well, that means she has a $3,000 gap there, which is more than covered by her social security pension and investment income. And I see a lot of insurance salesmen, I'm going to use that term loosely here, that they want to insure the entire cost of long-term care in the future, meaning they would sell you a policy that would pay $8,000 per month. And I think that's a load of baloney. I don't think you need to insure that much. And quite frankly, the more you insure, the higher the premium's gonna be. So think about it like this. If I buy a policy that pays $8,000 per month benefit of care versus a policy that only pays $5,000 per month of care, you can bet that that $8,000 a month care is gonna have a huge, huge premium in comparison to the $5,000 of care. It's just that much more risk to the insurance company. So word of caution, don't over-insure yourself for this. If you're going to insure yourself, don't over-insure yourself. Okay, now I wanna talk about the second option that people have to purchasing a long-term care insurance. And it really addresses the objective that so many people have about traditional long-term care because they hate to pay into this something, this traditional long-term care for all these years and get no residual benefit out of it if they don't use the care. In my example, you may remember, Buying a policy that costs you $3,000 a year for 20 years, you pay 60 grand into a policy. And if you never end up using the care, you don't get any of that $60,000 back. That's traditional long-term care. So what many people are looking at, and it solves the problem, is they like a hybrid policy that combines life insurance with long-term care benefits. And there's a lot of different ways that you can run these policies and have these riders. But essentially, the idea behind it is your premium is going to be higher than a traditional long-term care, but there's going to be some residual value. There's going to be a death benefit in most of these policies. So in my example, if you paid $60,000 into a policy like this, there may be a $60,000 life insurance death benefit to either your spouse or your loved ones. So you don't feel like, oh, this money was wasted because I never ended up using the benefits. So any more it's 2021. Let's face it. People are wanting a better value for their money. And this policy, the hybrid policy, kind of gives you that assurance that, hey, what if I don't use the care? At least there's going to be a death benefit that will be left over that's tax-free that my spouse, my family, my loved ones can utilize. And one thing that's very, very interesting about long-term care insurance is if you took a male and a female, and their health was exactly the same, and you purchased a long-term care insurance policy for both of them, the premium for the woman would be higher than for the man. And why is that? Well, women spend more money statistically on long-term care than men do. And these insurance companies, these actuaries are very, very bright people. They've got all the data, right? So they're looking at, okay, who's using the care? And according to the American Association for Long-Term Care, in 2011, roughly two-thirds 
of the $6.6 billion that was paid out to long-term care policyholders was paid for for the care of women. The other two-thirds went to the care of men. And then on top of that, the American Association for Long-Term Care points out that 75.7% of residents in assisted living communities are women. And the American Association for Long-Term Care came out with a study that showed that women spend twice as much time in months and years at the end of their lives needing care as men do. So if we're looking at a man and a woman, a married couple, which one has the higher likelihood of using the care? It's going to be the woman. And some couples elect to insure the woman for long-term care insurance over the male based on that reason and, of course, based on what they can afford. Another thing I want to point out is some employers offer group policies of long-term care through work. Maybe your spouse has a group plan, long-term care plan through their work that you can check out and see if it's a good value for you. And some associations like unions or clubs have their own association long-term care policy that you can purchase. Dave Ramsey, in a lot of his books and a lot of his content, has said we need to start looking at long-term care insurance at age 60. Because you can't wait until you're too late. 80, you're going to have a hard time finding a long-term care policy or a long-term care insurance company that will insure you that late in life. So rule of thumb, again, age 60 is when you want to start looking for that. I was doing a retirement presentation years and years ago, and a woman in the crowd said her brother was an insurance agent, and both her and her husband had insurance policies, and she looked rather young. And I asked her, at what age did you purchase the policy? She said, I was in my early 40s when I bought the long-term care insurance policy for both me and my husband. And I just thought that was very, very young to purchase that policy. Now, another thing about insuring yourself for long-term care, some people are able to self-insure, meaning their assets are such that maybe real estate, maybe investments, maybe they don't need to buy a policy because they're able to what we call self-insure. They have the assets and the income to pay for those expenses down the road, and they don't need an insurance policy to cover that. And like I mentioned previously, there are some people that won't qualify for long-term care coverage just based on their health background. And meanwhile, there are other people that want to have that coverage in place, that long-term care coverage in place, because they don't want to be a burden on their adult children later on in life, and they want to make sure that benefit is there so they can afford the best care that they deserve. So what I would recommend for anybody that's near 60, maybe in your 60s or even 70s, really, I would start to have that conversation is should long-term care insurance be a part of your overall plan? If not, what's in place to take care of that, to address that concern? And I also want to thank Cindy for submitting this question. This is a great episode, and I know there's going to be a lot of follow-up questions on this, so feel free to visit the website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I hope I've given you a lot of different information on long-term care policies, on long-term care insurance in general, when you should look at purchasing it, the two types of policies that are really available for purchase. 
and really just some other factors that you might want to consider. That was the purpose of today's episode. I hope it's been helpful. If you have questions, you know where to find me, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I'm Greg Gonzalez, and remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. 